The Accidental Entrepreneur is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, A. Weber, the world's leading small business email marketing and automation service provider. Since 1998, A. Weber has helped more than 1 million small businesses and entrepreneurs through its suite of web-based email marketing, automation tools, and education. A. Weber, the best option when it comes to marketing your business. The podcast is also brought to you by the Alternative Board. Since 1989, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has been one of the leading peer advisory and business coaching organizations for independent business owners and CEOs across the world. By facilitating peer advisory boards, private one-on-one coaching, and strategic planning services, TAB helps business owners improve their businesses in ways that change their lives. And be sure to check out our affiliate sponsor, One of One Productions, the New Jersey-based podcast studio that produces and edits both audio and video podcasts. They sell equipment for the avid podcaster and have even created a guesting kit exclusively for our listeners. And be sure to support the podcast by ordering some logo merchandise from our online store. Listen to all of our sponsors' commercials later in this episode and follow their links in the show notes to learn more about their products and services. Yeah, there's there's these little moments of coming home every day. Emily, I can't I can't believe this guy didn't work out. And you know, he comes on and we right. you know to tell him what his job is and then tell him how to right. do it, and he can't do it, so I've got to go do it for him. And then he quits or I fire him, and it was everybody else's problem, right? Why is everybody right. leaving my business? Why is everybody betraying me? Why is everybody right. and Lesson, um, right? right but I'm people. Oh, of course, it's easy, super easy. Of course. And I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty type A, pretty aggressive, pretty, pretty assertive guy. So I'm really? hard to, to approach <laughs> a little <laughs> from, from New Jersey, man. Come on. Right. Um, and, uh, this, this guy that had been uh, mentoring me, you know, he, he'd call BS on me a lot. he's like, Hey man, he goes, you know, not too many people can tell you this, but have you ever thought that maybe you're the problem? You know, maybe you're the one that needs to grow up. Maybe you're the one that needs to develop. Maybe you're the one that needs to understand how to treat people. I was not a kind or nice person to work for back in the early days of business. And, um, that's just how it was. So when I realized that I'm, you know, the analogy is I'm standing at the top of this million dollar mountain and I didn't bring anybody up with me. You know, leadership is, is not, it's not even about dragging people up. It's about, you know, bringing them up and elevating right. them up really in front of you. Right. So I said, Hey, at this point I can, I can be up here and I can keep climbing by myself and working myself to death. And, you know, gaining and earning the reputation of what I was gaining and earning, which, which wasn't a great thing, but it was always masked by the business success and the awards and all right. of that. So I said, Hey, I'm going to come back down and I'm going to figure this out. And I really started digging into my story personally, professionally, looking at the things that I needed to work on and make better. The information provided in these episodes is for entertainment purposes only. It is not a guarantee of success or to be construed as advice of any kind. You should always seek advice from local licensed professionals before making any decisions. The dictionary defines an entrepreneur as a person who organizes and manages any enterprise, especially a business, usually with considerable initiative and risk. People often start a business without much choice, perhaps due to a job loss or just being dissatisfied at work, and they come up with an idea they just know can be successful. They become entrepreneurs by accident. That is to say their success or failure happens by accident, not with intention. My name is Mitch Beinhacker. I'm a corporate attorney and a business advisor. You're listening to The Accidental Entrepreneur, my podcast about how to achieve success on purpose, not by accident. Join me along with our monthly guests where we share our knowledge and help you get a hold of your business. And now on to today's episode. 
Hey there, I'm Matt Schaup, and I'm a Northern Colorado entrepreneur, father, husband, keynote speaker, author, Spanish coffee addict, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. I love sharing stories with people to help make their life, business, and leadership better. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I usually like to get into, you know, your background, kind of where you're from, where you grew up, which, you, you know, you're not like, you know, starting a log cabin, but, you know, where your your background, your education, what you learned, how you learned entrepreneurship, and let's work it all the way up to what you're doing now on uh, your book and, you know, all the inspiring things that you're doing now, but you had to start somewhere. So maybe you can tell that story. Does that sound like a good, good place to start? Yeah, no, Mitch, sounds awesome. Thank you, first off, for uh, for having me here, letting me share the story. So uh, I'm from yeah. New Jersey originally. I uh, was born right. in Teaneck, grew up in Montclair, Teaneck. lived there. Yeah, Teaneck. Uh-huh, Bergen County. My, grew up. My sister still lives in Montclair. Yeah, yeah, I lived there till I was yeah. uh, nine or 10 years old. And, you know, I kind of ran around with a group of kids. I, I got in trouble a lot. And uh, looking back, those <laughs> most of those kids, all other than one that I still communicate with to this day they're uh, dead in prison or disappeared they're just not around anymore and um, my parents moved us out to northern Colorado in uh, the early 90s I was 10 years old and my first experience with with business uh, and it was really monumental for me as I look back because I you know I grew up in just kind of a crazy environment I got bullied a lot I wasn't very confident I was scared to go out in the world uh, wasn't the sports kid wasn't the popular kid you know was pretty smart academically and um, one summer I said hey uh, I want a boom box they're two hundred dollars you know compact discs were coming out and uh, asked my parents to give me some money they said nope figure out a way to make your own so I grabbed their lawnmower and just went up and down the street in our neighborhood knocking on doors and mowing lawns. And that was my first exposure and experience to, hey, I have a goal. I want something. I can go work for it. And you know, with my own accord, my own risk, my own resources. And I made that $200 plus you know, a little bit extra. So that for me, though, it gave me a confidence and it gave me a certainty and it gave me some identity that I was really struggling to find back at that age. So that just became what I really poured my time, energy, and attention into. And yeah, lawn mowing became snow shoveling, candy peddling right. out of the locker. A business. Yeah, and then I had a, I had a business, right? Yeah. All all unofficial. Uh, cat, you know, did you cash uh, did you get the kid. boom? Did you get the boom box? Uh, oh yeah, I got the really awesome. Knows boom what box. that is, by the way. Listening, they they listen to music on their phone and things like they don't know what a boom box it's is. It's a big it's a big plastic box, and they used to carry. If you go watch the old like eighties nineties rap videos, set it right up here. Yeah. Speakers, you've got the. <laughs> Cassette player, CD player, uh, what was it the D yeah. D battery, eighteen D battery, something crazy something in there, like and um, you know, so that was that was my initial exposure. I didn't grow up and have you know other examples really of entrepreneurship or uh, have somebody that that showed it to me. It's just what I found that I was good at. Were so your parents weren't entrepreneurs. They were W two work corporate employees. Work. Yeah, and then my mom stayed home. My dad worked, and um, yeah, that was that was kind of the exposure to it. So then I fast forward till. Uh, 20. I'm at Colorado State University studying. And I really didn't know what I wanted to study academically. I went to school because everybody else did. That's just what the the, the crowd was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I went to college, but not for the two degrees that I don't use. Right. I mean, and they're not business degrees. So I'm in a class one morning and a guy comes in and says, hey, I'm here with a national company. We're doing internships for students that are interested in marketing, sales, business, and you get to work with another company's money and go out and run a a business. They didn't tell me what it was. They just said, fill out this little card. And then little do I know, I get into the uh, recruiting funnel of a college painting company. So I spent four years from 99 to 03 working with them and uh, learned all about 
you know, more about marketing and sales, but really the residential house painting business and um, made a bunch of money in college. And I spent three times what I made. And I, I knew that business was going to be my thing, but I didn't think I'd stay in the painting business. It's, um, you know, it's blue collar, it's manual labor, it's hot, it's seasonal. And, you know, I right. tell people it wasn't a sexy business. You know, I wanted to go get right. into, um, you know, mortgage banking and, and you had a couple of guys that I knew that were making a killing back then right. and um, gra- graduated, you know. Big, you know, built some big house painting businesses in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some, there's a guy I know in ca- Canada that runs a program that teaches kids how to start and run businesses. They do it through a house painting program. And the guys that yeah. are running the little businesses, they're not getting up on the ladders and painting the houses. They're Mm-mm. hiring the guys to do it and, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you could make it a business, but it doesn't sound like it was like yeah. that enamorous to you. You know, you're like, oh, wow. It was, it was great. It was great money, but I just said, you know, there's, there's gotta be another, another way there's going to be something else that, uh, that I, that I pursue. I think I was too concerned about the perception that others had about the business in which I'd be, you know, running, operating and making money. So, you know, I get married, I meet Emily in college, college sweetheart. We get married. We're, we're upside down in an over leveraged house, you know, never should have been able to buy a house. And I'm working in a mortgage banking company and not really enjoying life. I'm hating my job and uh, plotting my escape, trying to figure out what I want to do. What you hate about? You know, it was, it was very corporate suit and tie. It was the sit down, shut up, do what you're told, make your 150 calls, report back to me. And, um, right. there was just no, there was no freedom for me to get creative about the ways that I would generate business. I was, I was always a very creative kid and, um, they, they wouldn't let me do that. And, right. you know, it just was a very restrictive environment. And, right. um, yeah, so I come in one day, just another normal day of not not loving my job, and they brought in a new bank president. He pulled me into the office and said, "Put all your shit in the box and leave. You're fired." And it was a pretty pretty quick uh, swing of the hammer there. And two seconds later, I'm standing out in the parking lot with everything in a box, no job, trying to figure out what I'm going to tell Emily when I get home in about 15 minutes. And why did they let you go? They didn't tell you. you know what? Yeah, so they could tighten up their P and L, and who who knows what they were doing? It was the right. typical, um, you know, cor- corporate yeah. overhaul, changing of the guards, and, in and you get chopped, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, they didn't take the time to tell me, nor care, nor anything, and it, and it was cool. It was it was one of the worst worst days of my life, but best days of my life because it really right. opened the path so for me to go in now, right? Like mid to late twenties, probably. Yeah, oh five. So I'm just twenty three. Yeah, I would be twenty four that summer. So I was I was twenty three. Yeah. yeah, recently yeah. married. Right. Um, couple hundred yeah. thousand in debt and yeah. st- standing there like, what am I going to do? All I know how to do is run paint crews. So on the drive home, I right. called, not Emily, called a couple painters from college painting and said, Hey guys, we're going to take a run at this and give me about 30 days. And you're going to have a whole bunch of, bunch of work. They said, sounds, sounds good. Well, why are you doing that? I said, well, they just fired me at the bank. They go, Oh yeah, we knew that would happen. You're not a, you're not a, <laughs> you're not a bank guy. You know, you're a business guy. <laughs> And um, that was that was the founding of my first company, M and D Painting. I opened okay. it with the last last hundred dollars we really could spare at the time, and literally just went out and knocked on doors and got really clear with marketing methods and uh, conversion ratios, and was just really buried down in the X's and O's of building the business. You know, for the first couple of years. Right, but you you didn't. It wasn't like you went to business school, right? I mean, you had a business degree, I guess, business and mm-hmm. marketing, right at college. Mm-hmm. No. no. What no, I have, school? I have a child development and family studies degree. So I actually, I, I love oh, kids. Perfect. I wanted to teach and, um, yeah. 
yeah, they were going to bring in a, an elementary ed program at CSU and they ended up doing it in a way to where I would have had four more years of school and I didn't want to be eight years in school. And then my other degrees in Spanish. So I did a semester abroad over in Spain, my junior year of college and just totally fell in love with Spain, the comp- the, the culture, the, the everything about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was debating through the business process of, Hey, do I go back to Spain and, um, you know, do another trip, do do more studies over there and just ended up staying here. But yeah, I mean, every, everything about business I learned by doing business, not studying business. Interesting. And that's true for a lot of people. I mean, you go out yeah. and you were, you were, uh, had the perseverance and the fortuitiveness to figure it all out and, and mm-hmm. get through it and learn. And, and I'm sure, and I'm sure you're going to tell me the, that you made a lot of mistakes along the way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So many. Yeah. And I, and I was hardheaded and I was stubborn and I was angry that I got fired. One of the things right. the, the bank president says after he said, go put all your stuff in a box is he goes, maybe you should go back and do that painting thing, you know, and he cinches up his tie because he's better than me and looking down on me. So right. I was like, all right, maybe, maybe I will there, buddy. And, um, you know, I just, I had, I had a lot to prove back then. And, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of reasoning behind that. But my, the, the point of sharing that is the, I say the X's and O's of business. I was not focused on personal growth, personal development, leadership, right. leading others, inspiring others. It was like, make money. I'm going to become a millionaire. And yeah. I was throwing the middle finger to the, you know, to the world of people that didn't believe in me. And there's, um, maybe there's a time for that. That'll take you so far. But, but when I got to where I wanted to be, I realized that I didn't take anybody else up there with me. So my, my business journey turns into, um, this leadership journey as well, that, that really coincides with, you know, you can grow a business if you work harder and work more, but you cannot scale and build anything great that outlives you that you can step away from if you don't know how to lead people. And and I really didn't know how to lead people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. How did you get to that? So you have this business, your first business. What was the metamor? What what was the progression with that? Yeah, there's there's these little moments of coming home every day. Emily, I can't I can't believe this guy didn't work out. And you know, he comes on and we right. you know to tell him what his job is and then tell him how to right. do it, and he can't do it. So I've got to go do it for him. And then he quits or I fire him. And it was everybody else's problem, right? Why is everybody leaving my business? Why is everybody betraying me? Why is everybody right. and Less, um, right. Right, but I'm people. Oh, of course, it's easy, super easy. Of course, and I'm a you know I'm a pretty type A, pretty aggressive, pretty pretty assertive guy. So I'm hard to to approach. That's a little (laughs) from from New Jersey, man. Come on, right? Um, And uh, this this guy that had been mentoring me, you know, he he'd call BS on me a lot. He's like, hey, man. He goes, you know, not too many people can tell you this, but have you ever thought that maybe you're the problem? You know, maybe you're the one that needs to grow up. Maybe you're the one that needs to develop. Maybe you're the one that needs to understand how to treat people. I was not a kind or nice person to work for back in the early days of business. And um, that's just how it was. So when I realized that, I'm, you know, the analogy is I'm standing at the top of this million dollar mountain and I didn't bring anybody up with me. You know, leadership is, is not, it's not even about dragging people up. It's about, you know, bringing them up and elevating right. them up really in front of you. Right. So I said, Hey, at this point I can, I can be up here and I can keep climbing by myself and working myself to death and, you know, gaining and earning the reputation of what I was gaining and earning, which, which wasn't a great thing, but it was always masked by the business success and the awards and all of that. So I said, Hey, I'm going to come back down and I'm going to figure this out. And I really started digging into my story personally, professionally, looking at the things that I needed to work on and make better. 
uh, in my life, just as a man in general. And your business will only grow and be healthy to the degree that that you are personally, whatever, whatever shit you're carrying, that's going to yep. roll right over into your business. And no if you think it won't, it. then if you think it won't, then let it, you know, you, you keep doing what you're doing. And you know, that's right. effectively what this Good guy said to, to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny cause, uh, I was thinking there must be some sort of an outlying event that happened and you had a mentor and you had somebody who you were at least even with your stubbornness, right? Probably looked up to for advice and guidance and so forth. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he called bullshit on you and he said, you yeah. know, enough with this and you got to do it the right way. And you took it, but you're right. A lot of people don't and they're mad at the world and they, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else's problem and it's all their fault and I can't yep. control this and the people, and, and it leads to, you know, mental illness and stuff, but the and yeah. depression and things like that. And it's the strong people that say, Hey, no, I am in the driver's seat. I can make decisions yeah. that make things better to get there. And if I want to get there, I can't keep blaming everybody. Cause you look there, you and I both know that there are always challenges in life. That's the sign mm-hmm. of life is yeah. challenges and opportunities. And if you know that there will always be challenges and opportunities, it's just a question of how you deal with them, not whether they come or not. It, it is. And, and I love, I, I heard this quote and I don't know who exactly founded it or started it, but they said a, a successful winning person, they're sitting on top of a mountain of their failures, challenges, obstacles, adversities, hurts, traumas, pains, all the, all the crap. They're sitting right. on top celebrating like, yeah, I went through that and I figured that out. And then somebody right. that lives in scarcity and failure and victimhood and, and all of these, you know, negatively empowering emotions, they're laying underneath them, just letting them crush them. Um, yeah. Same stuff, same stuff, different people, different perspective. But, you know, I would challenge listeners to, to say, hey, however you got into business, right, accidentally, may, maybe a little on purpose is, you know, what's your story? Who are the people that uh, came into your story and invested in your life? Like whatever, whatever experiences you have with people that you remember, that's going to give you some, some belief systems and some frameworks of, that you think about the world. And just what I came from was, you know, people are going to screw you over. They're going to betray you. I right. can't trust anybody. So that's how, that's how I ran business. And when I realized that there's another way to do things and it was just me needing to get over my own stuff and literally go to therapy and counseling and yeah. Oh my gosh, a, a man is sitting here saying that like men, we can't say that we can't admit that. Like that's bullshit, man. Like right. you, like everybody's the got stuff. people are the ones that go yeah. for the therapy, not the ones who don't. Uh-huh. Here's a word from our sponsors. Looking to market and grow your business? Or perhaps you're just getting started and want to hit the ground running. AWeber is the best choice for online email marketing and automation of your business. From maintaining a subscriber list to drip campaigns and landing pages, AWeber gives you tools and integrations that make marketing easy and fun. As our partner and sponsor, we use all their tools to promote the podcast and market our law firm. AWeber, the best alternative for online marketing. For over 30 years, the Alternative Board, or TAB, has built a thriving community of forward-thinking CEOs and business owners who want to radically improve their companies. Through unique combinations of one-on-one business coaching, participation in monthly tab board meetings with other non-competing owners, a suite of strategic tools, and customized strategic planning workshops, tab membership can deliver greater strength to your business and a better work-life balance for you and your family. All packaged in a streamlined and affordable service that the people at tab invite you to try risk-free. Maybe you're looking to get into podcasting or you just want to market your business. 
Maybe you want to do it for enjoyment or because you have a message you want to get out there. One of One Productions is a New Jersey-based studio just over the George Washington Bridge that caters to the booming business of podcasting. They offer a comfortable atmosphere using the latest technology available to record your podcast. And they are a full-service media company offering both audio and video production services, creating both audio and video podcasts as well as video shorts for business and personal use. Professional audio equipment packages are available through their website for all budgets. And be sure to check out their podcast guesting kit created especially for our listeners. Follow the link in the show notes to learn more about all of our sponsors. And now back to our show. And yeah, yeah, when I started doing that, I found, you know, you peel those layers back. You're like, oh, there's some things in between these layers that that I've got to deal with. And then, you know, when you can get really uh, vulnerable and honest about just where you're at and then come back to those people within the business and say, guys, like, here's what I've just realized and discovered and observed. And here's what I'm going to work on. Here's what I want you to hold me accountable to. And and some people saw that in my business. They're like, dude, I want to be a part of that. That's weird. We just want to to work Fine, for you as a boss. People. Right, exactly. But but the ones that did, like they're still here to this day and, and you go on this journey together and it just makes business different at, a, at another level. You're literally pouring into the lives of other people and yeah. um, helping somebody that comes to your business to be a sales producer discover what's going on with their story. You know, it's, re- it's really yeah. cool. I mean, I, I love That's what I do every day. Yeah. Helping people develop and it develops you. You know, some people like need real therapy. Well, maybe all of us need therapy to a certain extent, but um, a business mentor is really like a business therapist, right? It's somebody to to bounce ideas off of. It's amazing what we can do and work through just by talking things out with other people who have a different perspective or more experience or, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years. I deal with situations obviously much different than a lot of my clients do when they freak Mm -hmm. out about whatever's going on. And I, calm them down and say, this is how it works. And this is why, and this uh-huh. is how we have to deal with it. And, you know, it, it's, it's a testament to you to, that you got there, that you got through that, you know, to the end, because some people don't come out the other end or they don't, you yeah. know, it affects their success or they, you know, they fail 20 times before they get to success. You don't, yeah. you know, they say you want to fail this, your way to success. You don't want to do it 20 times, but yeah. You'll run out of time in life, but, you know, you'll <laughs> gaining life. some, uh, some wisdom and perspective to, to not do it again. Yeah. It's like, you want to do it and learn the lesson, but then not go back and, and do it again. But I, I'd share too, like, don't be, you know, uh, don't be so proud that you can't ask for help and say right. that you don't know something I think as leaders, we need, you know, it's this false, it's this false perception that we need to be strong and always, you know, firm in, in what we're standing on. We always need the answer, always need the solution. I've been sitting around the table many times with my team Hey, I don't know what to do, guys. Right. I've got nothing right now. What do you have? And somebody says, "We've got. I've got this." Okay, let's give let's give that a try. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I mean, I just like I said in the intro, I just love helping people, business owners in particular. And it's a lot of it's a lot of men. It's a lot of men. I find my my audience are men that have gone through some you know some kind of traumas, and they're trying to deal with that as they're trying to grow their business and and grow their right. life. And it's all connected. We're just we're just humans serving other humans and. You measure it yeah, in business with money and P and L's and big yeah. picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where did you, so where'd you go from the painting business? What was the next? Iteration? Yeah. So the painting, the painting business was in 2011. I wrote, uh, become an award-winning company. That was okay. my, my jump into, you know, author, the authorship space. Yeah. Still had the painting company. Yeah. So that was, that was growing and that was going. Uh, we also in 2010, we invented, and uh, trademarked a tool. It's called the Pirate Patch Drywall Repair Tool. It's a little right. stencil that you uh, can 
patch drywall texture with. And, you know, we were learning a lot about that as, as that company started and got going. We now sell it just purely online on Amazon, walmart.com. Right. Yeah, so, so that's going on. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah. We'll put in a link in the show notes for yeah. people curious and they want to see the product. No, absolutely. Yeah, no. And that's, and that's been a really fun, that's been a really fun story, but uh, yeah, started writing and uh, speaking and just sharing my story with other business owners, you know, about, about a decade ago. And then that from there has uh, also, uh, we've also launched, uh, we have a jujitsu academy. So Brazilian jujitsu school, it's one of my personal passions that turned into a business. And then I do some real estate investing and uh, I'm also a licensed agent. So I get to do some, do some work in that. But my next, you know, my next 10 to 20 years, I really want to write more books, speak a lot more and, and build a, an entrepreneurial community of other business owners where we can support and uplift and encourage each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult times, even when times are good, like business is yeah. hard. You know, business Always. is hard, and uh, we. I feel, and, and I've experienced and observed that a lot of other entrepreneurs feel kind of isolated, like they're on an island. And to you know, imagine having a group of people that you can just come to at the drop of a hat, and they might not have the answers, but they can at least share experiences with you to give you perspective. So, are you saying like a almost like a an advisory mentoring type of a mm-hmm. community? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at, and we're just in the, in the brainstorming, you know, na- napkin, napkin at lunchtime phase right yeah, now, but, uh, you know, a, a group of like-minded entrepreneurs where we get together, you know, whether it's in person or remote, there's, there's learning events, there's coaching, there's a database of support. And then we have a big, you know, a big annual event where we bring everybody here to Colorado, um, to, you know, bring in some speakers and, and, and teaching. So yeah, I call it, you know, mastermind advisory group club gang you know yeah <laughs> yeah well um okay so so maybe you can share because at some point i'm gonna uh well we're not gonna take a commercial break on this show but it'll be edited in later okay um at some point of the show uh or after this the the break we're gonna uh, i'd like to talk to you about like you know some of the things you've learned along the way some of the mistakes yeah. you think you made um, the kind of advice you give to other people that you, I assume you're mentoring people now too, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Book and things like that. So, um, if that you know makes sense, let's uh, let's get into that stuff now. Let's do it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, tell me about like what what are some of the mistakes that you look back and say, oh, I should have done that differently, and it it's, it was a learning experience, but it was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. So, first thing is putting profit before so people. That, yeah, that was no. a mistake. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, and, there, and there's so many, right? I mean, if I, if I could sum it up in some of the real big ones is uh, putting, putting profit before people. I uh, was, like I said, very good at the execution of business. And to me, business was, you know, a person is just a cog in a wheel to produce profit and return on investment. And, you know, there's ratios and you need to track all that in business. You don't want to not yeah. make profit. But, um, right. you know, I, I, for, you know, I put profit in front of people and people were severely affected by that. So turning, turning that around, you know, I've, I've just got a little saying, if you focus on the profit, the people will run. If you invest in the people, the profit will come. When I started focusing on That's making the lives yeah. people better, um, you still have to work at the business, but it just, it's just a different, it, it's a different culture. It's a different feeling. Um, right. And then the other thing with, with that in mind is I think we overcomplicate business a lot, way too much. So, uh, business author, 
Mike Michalowicz. He wrote a book. I love. He's, he's a Jersey guy. He's, yeah, he's been on Mike. the podcast. Yeah, no, Mike's a Mike's a good dude, yeah, and great um, guy. he wrote in Clockwork. Uh, he used the AC DC analogy, right? So it's attract, convert, deliver, collect. When you start a business, there's just so many things to do. Go out, find one way to attract your ideal client, identify them, and do something creative and different to get in front of them. You have to interrupt that conversation. And then start yeah. a conversation about business and then you yep. convert them. You give them something that they need, makes their life better. Ask them for business, deliver right. that and then get paid. Yeah. And we just, we, we layer it with, with, Oh, I've got this CRM and this system and this fancy thing and this, and I'm not, no, it's just, right. who's your just client? Simplify. Just yeah. keep it simple. Um, right. And, and then triple down on what you're good at. So I stole that one from uh, Jersey guys, man. Like, I guess, I guess follow Jersey guys is, is my other advice, <laughs> right? Um, Gary V, right? He just says, okay. you're good at marketing, yeah, and, Jersey guy, right? marketing and sales. That's my thing. So that's what I'm going to invest in. I'm not going to try to get better at something I suck at, like accounting. I don't ever want to do it. So I'm going right. to hire somebody that's also amazing at that. Um, another lesson that I'd share is things just take longer than you think they're going to take. Yeah. We, we see success every overnight success, right? It was a 20 year overnight success. Right. You we don't know see, about the other 19 years that it took them to get there. Yeah. Well, and you'll read my, you'll read my bio, right. For the podcast, wherever, wherever that's put, or it's on, it's on the, you know, the yeah, link. Show oh my gosh, look at all this, all these awards and the success. Man, I grinded for, you know, I'm sitting here two decades later, still figuring it out, still figuring out who I am. So right. your, your journey starts with the first step and it's going to meet you where you're at. And you just and you just have to take it, and then ask for help. Look for mentors. You know, I really think those those four in mentors. You know, yeah. when you get started yeah. in business, find people that are more successful than you. Have a cup of coffee with a guy every month for the first year, and it will push you, mm-hmm. you know, up the success ladder yeah. and just teach you things that look. You're going to make mistakes along the way on your yeah. own, but if you could avoid some of them or make better decisions along the way. Because of other people's experience, then, you know, that you can't replace that type of thing. And a lot of people, you know, they they find out later on, they discover that having a mentor and advisor makes sense or asking people for their opinions or this or that makes sense uh, after they've kind of fumbled a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the the catalyst to go to go get one. And then the coolest part about business too is, um, you know, it's like somebody, somebody pours into you. I remember this guy, uh, his name's Marwan Chatilla. I don't think anybody would really know who he is. He moved here from Lebanon to escape, you know, the war and everything going on there. And he right. owns a company called M and J carpet cleaning. I own M and E painting. So we would get phone calls. Our marketing would get mixed up and they'd call us for carpets, him for painting. So I bumped That's into funny. him at a Starbucks one day and he goes, Hey Matt, he goes, uh, you're the M and E guy, huh? And how's how's business? And this is during the down economy. He goes, "We're down. You know, what are you what are you doing? How down are you?" I go, "We're actually up." No way, you're up. What what did you do? So we strike up this friendship, and he's like, "Let's have coffee every week." And we bump in, have coffee, and you know, share stories. And he invested into me and poured into me. So, like, the reason I'm doing this today, why I'm writing books, is I want to give that back. You know, so many people sure. invested in me, and I can't just you can't sit here as a person. And have all of this knowledge and wisdom and have somebody sitting across the podcast or wherever that needs right. it. Like it's just, it's a responsibility. It's a human responsibility, I feel, to to give that back. And it's one of the right. coolest feelings in the world, right? I'd say selfish for me personally. Like it makes me feel good. Um, but it makes yeah. me feel good that I'm making lives better. Um, right. So, so yeah. No, and you're never, and you're never too... 
you're never too experienced to learn something new and you're never too new to not have something to share with, with somebody else. So keep that in mind. Yeah, there's too. no question about it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not like in love with being a lawyer. It's not like the greatest thing I've ever done. I could have been successful other ways, but the ability to be, I would always want to be helping people, you know, yeah. in one way, or one fashion or another. So yeah. people come to me with whatever issue they have and I, you know, help them solve it. And mm-hmm. it, it is definitely, you know, fulfilling. So do you do, do you still have, I'm jumping around a little bit, but do you That's still fine. have the painting business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so do where still have the painting business? I do. Yeah. So painting that has now layered in other services, roofing, home repair, siding, gutters. We get a lot of hailstorms out here. So um, I'm not, you know, I'm not actively involved in the day to day. I really focus on, so my, my big focus is like, you know, I want to write, I want to write more books and create leadership content that, you know, my team can use to build, to build the business. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm there from the big, you know, big picture leadership perspective right now, but we're really pushing to grow the roofing division. Um, I don't have uh, the desire to grow the company geographically all over the state. We, we did that, been there, done that. Um, you know, yeah. we don't want to franchise it. I just love the opportunity it provides for the people that it provides that to here in Northern Colorado. So we're going to keep that really rooted, really deeply, really strong and, um, you know, possibly pass it to the family, uh, the kids, if they want it. I think my daughter would want it before my son. She's, she's a little business go-getter. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see where it goes. So, so you got that, you're building the, we'll call it an entrepreneurial community, right? Mm-hmm. And you got yeah. some real estate investments that you're making. Yeah. yeah. Those are three areas of concentration right now. I, mean, I include the mm-hmm. authoring, the speaking, yeah. you know, all in the entrepreneurial community. Yeah. Just trying to build, build my brand and, and get out there and let, you know, just give, give, be a beacon of hope for entrepreneurs. You know, it's like, I should right. be telling you, man, like I can tell you stories from back, back in, back in Montclair, you know, I should be dead, disappeared or in prison with all those other kids. So how, how does, yeah. how do you come out of that environment and end up, end up here? Uh, and I, and I love sharing that story with people. I'm, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. So I share my faith story and, and, and that environment. And that's been really fun to share with people too. Cause um, you know, going through this business journey, um, you know, I found my faith in the back of a police car in handcuffs after I should have been drunk and dead in a field. Uh, and that right. was probably the 47th weekend that I did that and got picked up. <laughs> so just, just the fact that I'm here able to speak to you is a testament that um, there's a, there's a bigger purpose for why I'm here and what I'm doing. And I think everybody should explore that within their own lives. Yeah. That you weren't one of the kids who didn't make it. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Know, absolutely. Yeah. Montclair, I don't know if you've known or seen it lately, but you wouldn't recognize the town. There's high rises everywhere. Yeah. Downtown's yeah. all built up. It's it's crazy. Well, Bloomfield Avenue is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bloomfield yeah. Avenue's really gotten you wouldn't recognize it. Half the things are gone. There's parking lots that are no longer parking lots. They're buildings and mm-hmm. things that aren't there anymore. And the restaurants are all New York style restaurants, you know, great. Yeah. It's a great there's a great nightlife in town now. Mm-hmm. really is. But you know, we that's left, what happens you know. with, with uh, you know, areas. They go through cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We left yeah. right before, I think they, yeah. right before they built the train, you used to have to go to Hoboken to get to the city. And then they built the direct connect train from Montclair. And then that's when yeah. the things started going crazy. And then they started, you know, knocking down neighborhoods, building up buildings. And uh, I was just Boy. back there in December and uh, hung out with a friend out there. Oh, so I see my yeah. second grade teacher yeah. still from uh watchung elementary i still still see her shout out to ruth rennie uh, i don't think she's gonna watch the podcast i don't think she has a computer but i uh, you know i just saw her 
And then I speak to a friend from, uh, you know, from elementary school that I still see. He lives in Caldwell with, with his family. And he actually uh, works, runs the Grove Pharmacy down there, if you know Montclair well, uh, right, on, right on Grove Street. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, I grew up in the Caldwells. West Caldwell went to James mm-hmm. Caldwell High School. I'm from mm-hmm. that whole area. So, yeah, okay. so I, I've yeah. seen it all change, too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, Matt, where can, you know... I mean, this community, you're still building the whole concept, but how can people Mm -hmm. kind of interact with you, follow you? They can certainly find your book on Amazon. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. But what's the best way to connect with you uh, social media wise and so forth? Best place to go. It's the hub for everything. It's just mattshaup.com. From there, I've got a uh, a sign up for a set of free tools, uh, business leadership development tools, all of my morning coffee videos that I do on all the social media channels that feeds to the site. You can learn about the books. I take uh, business leaders over to Spain for leadership adventures and retreats. We're going to hike part of the Camino, uh, 70 wow. miles over six days in September. It'll be like 12, about 12 oh, okay. of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's, it's all there. And then from there, I'm, you know, from there, I can let everybody know about the, the new things to come. Yeah. You'll get on the mailing list and then you'll find mm-hmm. out when about the community yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough. I think uh, since it's 11 o'clock here, it's probably pretty early out where you are, mm-hmm. right? You're at least two hours behind me, maybe two, three, yeah. you know? Yeah, we're 9 a.m. Yeah, hours. we're two hours behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, spending time with me and sharing your story. And I hope people can interact with you and learn from you and uh, you know enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks, Mitch. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Accidental Entrepreneur. Opening and closing music written and performed by Howie Moscovich and Made to Order Music. For information about Howie and his music services, please follow the link in our show notes. If you like the podcast, please tell others about us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most of the other podcast directories. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and feel free to share our episodes on social media. If you have any questions or comments, ideas for the show, or you'd even like to appear as a guest, reach out to us by email at info at The Accidental Entrepreneur is hosted by Mitch Beinacker and produced by Beinacker Law. If you'd like to learn more about our business and legal services, you can find us on social media or visit our website at BeinackerLaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe to our feed to be notified of all future episodes.